Welcome to Do I Need Therapy? Get ready to receive valuable mental health tips and enjoy open conversations about life and love and when you need to ask for help. Let's reduce the stigma. I'm your host, Dr. April Landell, your go-to therapist for today's modern day. My guest experts and I are here to inspire you along your mental health journey and remind you, you are not alone. So today's show, we are beginning our anonymous callers series of real talk with real people out there in the world, sharing about their lives and their stories with therapy. You know, some may have hated it, (laughs) hopefully hopefully more loved it or found it a valuable experience. We have a guest, a special guest here, our very first anonymous. So, hey, Miss Anonymous 101, welcome to the show. Welcome. All right. So glad you could make it, you know, just for all the family out there, the disclaimer is that this is not therapy (laughs) or a therapeutic process of any kind. And you're not a therapy client of mine or colleague or anything like that. I may or may not know you. Okay. All right. Just letting everybody know. So to help us get a little bit more and get to know you and who you are anonymously, of course, just, you know, basic demographics. Tell us a little bit about who you are. Oh, I am a, let's just say (laughs) middle-aged black female, Mm -hmm. Southern girl. So Mm -hmm. you hear a bit of an accent. That'll be why. Mm -hmm. Professional. What else? Kids. Yeah. Oh yes, I do. I do have one daughter. And I love to salsa dance. How's that? Mm. (laughs) All right. And relationship status? Divorced. Okay. Okay. Yes, I do have a husband. Ah. (laughs) A husband. (laughs) Because he was your husband. husband. A husband. (laughs) I have, oh my goodness, that's a whole show. Okay. We may have to have Anonymous 101 back on here for sure. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So this podcast, again, is to enlighten the family on just, you know, the process of how we as individuals, couples, families figure out if, if therapy is right for us, you know, and it usually starts with that question. Hey, do I need therapy? So in your life journey, where are you currently? Are you pre or post asking yourself that question? You know, A or B? B. B. Post, yes. Post. So you did decide at some point in your life to go through therapy. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay, so tell us more. Kind of not exactly what was going on yet. We're going to get to that. But just like, what did it kind of look like for you? Did you go for a long time, short term, you know, sessions in person? What was that whole experience like for you? Altogether, it was about three or four months. Mm. And that was with... Uh, well, between my pastor and my mental health therapist, <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. So you went first to your pastor yes. and to those of you who don't know out there, that's pastoral counseling. And with pastoral counseling, you know, if you have a really amazing church community that has a large amount of resources, this is usually very much available to the, you know, the church members. And you go to your pastor, they're able to listen oftentimes with a little bit of a spiritual guidance and ear, right? Have that as an available resource to you. And it's usually a very one-on-one. I know pastors, they often do it with individuals and also couples, sometimes families. So was that kind of what it looked like you went in one-on-one with your pastor? Yes. Okay. That's, that's great. That's a great first step to that process. But you did, said that you also did go and see a mental health therapist. 
quote unquote. <laughs> okay, okay. And what kind of mental health therapist was it? Do you remember? Well, I was told mental health therapist, but then when I got to her office, the word psychiatrist was on the door. <laughs> psychiatrist, that's a big word. Yes. L- little scary? Little scary word, yeah. Uh, okay, okay. I-, I can appreciate that. It, it is. Me pause. I stood there at the door for a few minutes. <laughs> really? Yes, yes, I did. Just from the word psychiatrist? Yes. Wow. Wow. Tell me just a tiny bit more about that. I guess by the way that my pastor introduced her, oh, she's someone from the church, and mm-hmm. yeah, she's she's really good, easygoing. I think it'll be a good fit for, for you. And I said, okay, so I'm expecting, you know, a church member, girlfriend kind of thing. <laughs> and then you walk up to the door, and it looks all professional and it's real. psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's real. And you envision the couch. <laughs> And the interrogation and the bright lights. The interrogation and the bright lights. That is so funny. Okay, so we're going to definitely get back to that. Okay, and I want to just rewind us back to the pastoral counseling. So you, you talk with your pastor, and he actually connected you to the mental health therapist. Yes. Oh, tell, tell us about that connection then. Well, as things started off, he was fine, and then um, it got to a point where it, it got beyond him. And he said, yes, honey, I, th- I think I'm going, going to have to push you to a, a different level of counseling. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, that's brilliant. Okay. So, so family out there, I, we're going to start a, a running tally out there. Every time we do a show, we're going to start this running tally of, you know, just tips of how to start therapy or restart therapy and also tips of, you know what, if this is going on, you may need therapy. So I heard a golden nugget right there. So that sounds like if, um, <laughs> if when your pastor says, I can't help you, <laughs> you may need therapy. <laughs> okay. Reason number one, thank you for contributing. Maybe we're going to hear a few more in here. So that happens because the pastor's only go to a certain level. They're only trained to a certain point, and that's perfectly normal, perfectly natural. And so he went ahead and extended it over to another professional. Yes. Okay. All right. So tell us about more about that change. You went to the psychiatrist's office, saw it on the door. Yes. <laughs> Had pause. Yes. Okay. Yes. What happened yes. after that? Then I put my big girl panties on and I walked through. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, tip. There's a tip right there of how do you get started with therapy. Actually, two I heard is if you see the word psychiatrist, don't be afraid of it. Don't let the word psychiatrist scare you. Okay, got it. And then the other one is um, put your big girl panties on. <laughs> yes. Get it done. Hashtag put your big girl panties right. on. Right. <laughs> Okay, I like that. And then you said you got yourself through the door. Yes. Uh-huh. That, that was the big part, mm. getting through the door. Mm-hmm. I certainly mm-hmm. can understand that. It, it is big just because you realize when you get there physically, and normally the traditional formation of therapy is that you go to a certain location and you're seeing that person in person, you would eventually you know, meet a formality of a door and have to walk through the door. Mm-hmm. And then you know it's real. And then you know it's real. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I can certainly respect that, and especially that you did complete it. You didn't let those things stop you. 
when you began, what did that kind of look like? You know, what was your first session like? And if you could just walk it through us like a movie, you know, sitting on the couch, you know, she was what you thought she was, she wasn't. How was that for you? She wasn't at all what I was expecting. She wasn't scary. I, you know, I expected, you know, something <laughs> there were. her, you know, the, the uh, white coat. And, I was about to say, there were no interrogation bright white lights. No, uh. It was the color <laughs> in the office was soft. Mm-hmm. She had a little puppy dog there. Oh, with her okay. And her soft, soothing voice, almost like my, my, my voice when I... <laughs> You know, I'm trying to sound sexy. No, no not quite. <laughs> but, you know, a soft, soothing voice. And mm-hmm. she felt more like a friend mm-hmm. than a doctor. Very nice. And I wanted to also tell the family that a lot of the times, as soon as you start inside of that process of connecting with your therapist, it is things like that that help tell you that this is a good fit. They feel natural to you. You feel like you're ready to open up. You know, you're very lucky if you feel like this person is a friend or a mentor or someone um, that you can appreciate their advice or, you know, their input, their feedback. And everybody does that in balance, essentially. But this is somebody that you're able to identify that you're okay with right away. Yes, I was immediately comfortable with her. Okay, that's wonderful. Um, And the other thing I want to speak to is you said she had a puppy. Yes. (laughs) And the puppy was where inside of the... uh... It was in the office with her, and he looked like he was one of those non-allergenic dogs or whatever they're called, (laughs) like a a golden doodle. Yeah, yeah, the non-hypoallergenic dogs, right, right. Golden doodles are like, because apparently (laughs) non-hypogenic... Right, that one, right. Those dogs have hair rather than fur, by the way. I don't know, family, that took me a minute to learn. So if you didn't know, just wanted to share the knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) So inside of that, just to speak on that, there are a lot of therapists out there who operate with their dogs. And that actually is a thing. It's because sometimes it's the dogs and it's the therapist's personal dogs a lot of times therapists have personal dogs and they train them to be therapist dogs. They'll bring them in and ideally they're another resource inside of the office or maybe even inside of the session to help move the therapy along. You know, pet therapy, when if you hopefully like dogs or, or can respond and they don't scare you or anything like that, or even if they do, it's this process of allowing you to feel comfortable they are ideally supposed to tell you beforehand that you have a dog or a puppy in the office and they'll be in session with you. They are a therapy dog. They're there for this reason. Um, you know, for example, like if you have a phobia of dogs, they would be there to help with desensitization or if anything, just, you know, just to be of comfort during um, allowing you to kind of have something to um pet or pay attention to while you're telling a really difficult story, you know how pets, they make you, you know, feel a little bit more comforted. So, you know, I'm talking a long time on it, but it actually is a thing. So back to you. Did she tell you about the dog? Was it a surprise? And um, how did you feel about she it? She told me okay. beforehand, but I mm-hmm. do know that afterwards I said, mm-hmm. when my daughter comes, 
have the dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So you liked her so much, you referred your daughter. Yes. Oh, look at that. Yes. Look at that. Okay, so. Well, she did offer that mm-hmm. for her because mm-hmm. of what, what we were going through. Okay. So. Okay, well, let's just swing back into that. So uh, the other disclaimer here in, to family and also to you is that going back in our lives and talking about difficult moments, you know, difficult things, it can bring up some feelings all the feelings can come out. So if anything ends up where you're feeling some kind of way, the difficulty of those times ends up with, you know, a little bit of tearfulness or anything like that's perfectly okay. We're all here sharing the journey. We're around you and the family's with you too. And then we'll, we'll work through it. So if I may ask, what was going on around why you knew that you needed therapy at this time? I was planning to leave who was my husband at the mm. time. Wow. Yes. What was it like for you when you started this process to figure this out? Um, for me, it was, I had gotten to a point where I'd lost myself mm. and I needed to get myself back. And I went to my pastor to talk things through. I know it goes against whatever beliefs, but this is where I am. This is what my, where my relationship is. Mm-hmm. It is getting volatile mm. and I, I'm ready to go. Okay. So the volatile thing that, that was the precedent. Yes. Okay. I gotcha. When you had the therapy and you're talking about this really difficult really hard thing to deal with. If I could just ask uh, the semantics of it, how many sessions did you see her for? And you said it was around three or four months. Um, yeah, altogether between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was working with uh, my pastor, it was over probably maybe two months and then two months with her, something like that. Okay. Was it on a weekly basis or more than a weekly basis? It varied. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were emergency visits. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Sure. When one, there was one particular instance where it, it scared me enough that I packed my bags and left. Okay. And mm-hmm. we had Bible study that day, but on my way there, I called mm-hmm. the pastor and he wasn't in yet. I managed to get through Bible study and they kind of helped me get through things. And then the secretary called and said, okay, he said, we'll get you in now. Right. church yes (laughs) and it was I think that may have no it wasn't that it was when it got physical that he said you've gotten beyond me Uh, (laughs) you've gotten beyond me mm. I have to pass you on okay so that's when he's he made the distinction yes okay and it did get violent uh yes oh I'm so sorry to hear that yeah I have my triggers yes Mm. but I got through it Thank God. Mm-hmm. There. Okay. And we're not going to go too much into it, but just to understand that this was really significant in your life. So when you're looking at the full breadth of how therapy was for you, um, how, what was the most important lesson, would you say? <laughs> that I didn't have a handle on things. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Um, I, you know, I thought, you know, I, I got this. I, um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good. I can, I can get through it. And um, in her very soft, gentle voice, she said, "You don't have this. Mm. You're having panic attacks. 
you're on stress medication and the elephant in the room that she didn't say, and you're sitting in front of me. Mm. It was like a brick wall, even with her soft voice. I'm, no, I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. So that was a hard pill to swallow. However, it opened me up to being able to handle it, to getting through it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I do appreciate that when you're working with a therapist, a good therapist, a therapist that you're well connected to, hopefully these larger lessons, the bigger picture comes through. And that's ideally what that therapist job is to do is to pull out what's going out in your life and, and help you to see something a little bit more clear, show you the patterns, explain to you what is actually happening from a different perspective. You said you were handling it. She was like, no, (laughs) no, you're not. And then the other part is being truthful with you. Okay. Okay. So what else did that therapy process bring to you? Oh, definitely clarity and being better equipped to truly handle it. Mm -hmm. And handle it. It was. (laughs) It (laughs) was the end of the marriage Mm. and how, how to get through it. Okay. By the way, we didn't ask you that. Your marriage, how long was it for? We were married 25 years, but we've been together 32 altogether. Wow. Wow. So this was a significant, huge length of a relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. So I'm hoping that that it really explains how deep and serious this, this ended up being for you to figure out the fact that it was not working even after being together for so long. Yeah, of course, I am a one-and-done thing when it comes to physical Oh, yes, absolutely. Issues. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't believe in three strikes, you're out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That, that was the, the mm-hmm. final nail in the coffin of our marriage, gotcha. as far as I was concerned. And hopefully the, phys- the, excuse me, the therapist will be able to always, I, I, clearly you had this on your own already, Hopefully, if you don't, if you were an individual who was talking in therapy and you didn't figure this out, this not a three strike thing, there's always a line. And the therapist, the psychiatrist, whomever you're working with is is hopefully guiding you to understanding what that line is. And almost every single time, your security, your sanity, safety is where the line is drawn. Amen, sister. Pass the collection plate. I saw you hold back a laugh there with the last one, the sanity, the sanity part. Yes. I see. I see. Okay. Okay. I I wonder if it's helpful to get into that or, you know, to share your thought process on that. Oh Um, goodness. My sanity. I, the main thing was that I, I lost myself mm -hmm. in the marriage and Mm -hmm. I wanted to get me back. Mm -hmm. I, I was on a cruise with my sisters and I was able to get get a glimpse of the real me, who I really was, that girl that I missed. Mm-hmm. And I liked me. Mm-hmm. And I missed me. And I definitely needed to get her back. Mm-hmm. I just needed to figure out the road to get there. The how. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You already knew the why, but you needed the how. Yes. Okay. Therapy hopefully helps with that. But even though you had a, you know, 
sharp head on your shoulders. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> we may have to do a show just on, you know, how that's possible. So you also gave another reason. If you've lost yourself, you definitely need therapy. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So fast forward just a bit. What was the end of the therapy process for you? I am now living my best life. <laughs> um, okay. she, um, she, we, I got divorced. That was the end. Uh, that was the end. And um, she checked on me a few months later. Oh, okay. Before that, mm-hmm. who decided that it was the end of therapy? Was it you? Was it her? Was it the both of you? Uh, we both did. Okay. Yeah, we were at a point where mm-hmm. I figured out my path mm-hmm. and what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And um, it was it was good having that backing of what I was doing. Right. I was going in the right direction. The validation, somebody to bounce your ideas off of, somebody be like, nope, not that step. Try this one. I think that was a better idea. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of conversation. Yes. Glad that, that that turned out really well for you. And then you said that you did eventually leave. Currently, you're living your best life right now. Yes. <laughs> Congrats. That's wonderful. Uh, I'm sure uh, family is happy to hear that too. Oh, you sound yeah. joyful. Mm-hmm. You said she actually called to check up on you? Yes. A few mm. months down the road mm-hmm. uh, after I had left. And, and I told her just that, that I'm living my best life mm. and I get to be me unabashedly. Wow. Amazing. So two thoughts there. One is not every therapist um, does follow-ups and check-ins. Some do. So that's you know not exactly the norm, but sometimes it can be an additional service that you know that therapist or mental health professional is working with you. I'm so glad that you had that. She was able to check in with you. Did it mean something to you? Oh, oh it absolutely did. It absolutely Were you expecting her call or just out of no, the blue? No, I was mm. I was leaving work, getting in my car in the parking lot and got the phone call. Oh, okay. And I was very happy to be able to tell her mm. that I'm good. Oh, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> and you you sound joyful and this was just, you know, therapy had a small piece. You had to take all the action towards it. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're so ecstatic about that. So when you're thinking about the whole process, it sounds like you thought the therapy process went well. Anything else to add there, you know, for the family to hear about your therapy journey? Oh, goodness. Oh, there's so much. You know, I would just say don't hesitate because if you find that you lose yourself, you will lose yourself more and more the longer it takes for you to get there. Mm. And you are way too important for that. Thank you. Absolutely. Hopefully somebody out there who really needed to hear it, heard it. Mm -hmm. And I also want to add that you had like a seamless journey there. You immediately went to your pastor. Your pastor stayed and listened to you, even through emergency situations, then connected you to a professional out in the community. And then the, that professional, oh, actually, how did that work? You know, process of usually if it's a mental health professional, you're paying them. So did you use insurance? Was it out of pocket? Uh, well, that, and this is, again, why I love my church. My pastor said, I know someone in the church. Don't worry about it. You won't have to pay for it. Wow. 
And I found out a back way Mm -hmm. that my church paid for. Wow, that is stunning. Yeah. Amazing. I wish we could share this church, but then (laughs) that would minimize you being anonymous. Details, details. Yeah, but that is that is absolutely stellar. So if anybody is listening also in the church community, I hope they heard this because again, your process was so seamless that a lot of people don't experience that. They have to go through insurance, they have to figure out their employee assistance program. They have to, you know, just get to Google. Back in the day it was the yellow pages and call people until somebody called them back. You know, and it's this big, lengthy process. Part of my goal and journey as a therapist is to make sure that that process is minimized as, you know, nil as possible. Because when somebody needs help, they need help right away. But if you're out there and you did not have this seamless process or you're out there and you're starting it and your process is not seamless, do not give up. This was just a wonderful happenstance. We hope that more people have that seamless journey, but for you, don't give up. Do what you have to do to make sure you get through the door and continue so that you can have such, you know, an experience that can give back to you. And like you said, Miss Anonymous 101, guide you back to who you are, right? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. So thank you again so much, Miss Anonymous 101, for coming on to the show. We, gosh, every single word of it was fantastic. So the tidbits that you left so far include, one is when your pastor says, I can't help you, (laughs) you may need therapy, right? Okay. Reasons number two, if you've lost yourself, you said you definitely need therapy. Okay. Any other ones to add to that? One other reason is if you find that you're dealing with a narcissist mm. or a husband, you need therapy ah. and an attorney. <laughs> okay. That is a good one. It's a good number three. <laughs> okay. And then furthermore, you gave us some really good tips for starting or restarting therapy. Tip number one, don't let the word psychiatrist scare you. <laughs> okay. Reason number two, hashtag, just put your big girl panties on. Yes. I think you say it better. You say it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Hashtag put your big girl panties on. <laughs> yeah, you say it better. <laughs> okay. And reason number three, just get yourself through the door. Absolutely. Okay. All right. And now super quick fun, if we could, just a little way for that we can get to know you and keep you collected in our memory. All these things will keep you anonymous still, but you know, just, just some fun really quick iPhone or Android. iPhone. Ooh. Sorry, John. (laughs) Anonymous. Right. Yeah. John. John's a nice anonymous. Right. right. Absolutely. Okay. Your favorite thing in the world to do. I have a feeling because I remember what you said at the beginning. Favorite thing in the world to do, mm-hmm. uh, let's see, salsa dancing, mm-hmm. <laughs> drink chai, driving down the road, listening to jazz. <laughs> Fantastic. That actually brings it to the next one. What's your favorite Starbucks order? Tall chai, whole milk, whipped cream, next chai, no water. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Say that again two times that. Nope. <laughs> now, if you work for Starbucks, now you know who I am. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you sure do. I wouldn't forget that one. Okay. And your favorite quote? Be still and know that I am God. Mm. Yeah, that's one of my favorite quotes too. Mm -hmm. So with that, again, thank you so much, Ms. Anonymous 101. 
for joining, uh, for sharing your story, for sharing your journey, your time, your energy, and your victory with us. Thank you for having me. We, and we got to do it again because you had some more tidbits in there. So thanks again. And to the family, I hope this was helpful to you in your own journey of asking the question, hey, do I need therapy? This is Dr. April Landell. Peace, love, and mental wellness. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Do I Need Therapy? If you did, please tell a friend and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're tuned in. If you're always on Instagram like myself, come check out my page. I've got lots of tips and tricks on life and mental wellness. Ask me your questions. Plus, tell me what's on your mind, even if you need to figure out if you need therapy. And for my Facebookers and all my Twitter peeps and my Pinterest pinners, I'm online there too. In fact, I'm everywhere at April and Dell. Meantime, I can't wait to chat with you again on the next episode. So, till then, peace, love, and mental wellness.